Welcome to the Wealth Time Freedom Podcast, where we decode the psychology of money, uncover the principles of personal finance, and learn how to put them into practice. This is all about escaping the rut race so we can win the game of life. It's personal finance, but with a big old dollop of personal development. If you're looking for answers, looking for motivation, or looking for help, you're in the right place. Our mission for this channel is to help you get as far as you can on your own. And then if you want to go further and faster, we can help with that too. Let's dive in. Hey guys, and welcome to the first episode of the Passive Income Project. My name is Ryan Monaghan, and here with me is my business partner, Terry Condon. Say good day, Terry. Hello all. This podcast has been a long time in the making. We first set out to put together a podcast about six months ago. We've been practicing and practicing, and then we realized, you know what? We just need to press record. So it's good to <laughs> <So> finally, <true. laughs> good to finally get- Gotta pop the cherry, mate. Yeah. This podcast is based around the idea of FIRE, and FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. This new, I call it a movement, yeah. a lot like the minimalism movement that people might have seen on Netflix with the documentary. FIRE is the financial version the of that. Equivalent, yeah. yeah, the equivalent. And it's people having the realization that they can retire much earlier than traditional means. And if they manage their money in a certain way, they can actually escape the rat race, you know, get off the hamster wheel much sooner than what they, they realized before. And we've been listening to hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. We've read all the books on personal finance and you could definitely call us nerds. And we've decided there's probably a bit of a gap in the market when it comes to a podcast that helps with building the habits and the behaviors and the belief systems that are required to get to fire. A lot of the different podcasts give you a lot of tactical outcome-based discussions and insights. Ours, we tried to go back a little bit further, a little bit deeper and dive into the psychology and the principles that are required to, to get to that point in time. And then um, the practices as well. And then the practices as well. So the big three for us is looking at the psychology or beliefs around money the principles. So how do you think through financial decisions and then practices? What are you doing on a routine basis? What can you build into your your habits and your routines that, that get you to the outcome? And we like to build mental models that help you guide those decisions as well. For me, it's about unraveling the money mystery. I feel like money's been a mystery to me most of my life. I've been going on this journey, really trying to learn as much as I can about money has really taught me a lot about myself. So I feel like we're almost documenting our learning as well. It's almost like we want to talk about this stuff, but nobody wants to listen. We want to rant. Nobody wants to hear it. But maybe the people that do mm. want to hear it are going to listen to a podcast and they'll like it. That's what I reckon we're, we're trying to do here. <laughs> yeah, spot on. This probably isn't as much curated thoughts as it is about documenting the discussions that we usually have in private as we're learning new things. So it's about us learning, evolving, um, and then being able to share what we learn uh, along the way as well. So I think a good place to start will be actually, Terry, I know you've got such good story and how we got to here and now. I'd love if you could share your story because I think there's a lot of insight in what you've learned and there's a lot of value in your story up until now. So I'd love if you could share that too. Probably about five years ago, I was in a place where I was kind of not all that happy in my career. I was looking to make a change. I was a little bit stuck in a rut. Loved the work I was doing, didn't necessarily love the environment mm. and uh, really wanted to make this change. And I was working in elite sport and, and coaching uh, in some of the highest profile teams in, in the country. I worked with some really cool people, had some really cool experiences and loved all that. I loved helping people achieve goals, but I kind of wanted to make that change. So I've been in that elite sport field for about 10 years. And uh, the only thing that was stopping me was I didn't feel like I was financially secure enough. It's a very fickle career when you're in sport. 
And although I had money saved, I didn't feel like I had enough saved to, to be able to make that change because it's a kind of career that takes up a lot of your life and it, you know, it's yeah. it precludes you from doing much else. So I felt a little bit fragile in that place and that's what was making me feel stuck. I knew that money was a blocker, but I also felt like anyone that was involved with money was a little bit evil. <laughs> My mental model of people that dealt with money and people that spoke about money and managed money and all those kind of things. My mental model was, you know, Dr. Evil and his evil clan. <laughs> Probably the most memorable image in, in my mind when it comes to people being evil around money. That's, that's exactly what I thought of. I just thought, yeah, anyone involved with money, it's Dr. Evil was sitting there laughing to master that money side of my life because I had all these beliefs around it. It was an evil clan. So that made it hard for me. But everything changed for me one day when I guess I get to, you know, the tipping point. And I remember it was like a yesterday. I remember I'd walked in, I'd taken this new contract and really from the get go, that job just really wasn't what I'd thought. And I'd had several conversations with my manager about it and was trying to work our way through it. And I remember the big boss one day called me in and said, Hey, we're changing your role. And I remember mm. what it was like. I walked in this room and there was several people around and obviously they'd all been discussing it. I just wasn't privy to the conversation. Mm. And I don't know, I'm a bit of a proud person and I don't like feeling like I'm not in the loop and it just felt like I was railroaded and I thought I'd never want to be in this situation again where I'm forced into doing something I don't really have a choice and I don't feel like I could do anything else because I didn't feel financially secure enough to say no mm. I didn't really want to do what was asked but I wasn't in that place financially where I could say you know what you can leave it and somebody else could do it and I could walk out and look for something else so that was the tipping point for me where I thought I never want to be in this position where I need the money again because the truth is if I didn't need the money I would have said no and that was for me the moment where I realized it's not necessarily something that controls you actually it's something that can allow for you to have a bit more choice it can allow for you to run your life a little bit more than than being run I don't know if that makes sense but it was really just a feeling of like money can be a vehicle for me increasing my control and my choice of my life yep uh, and that's for me sent me on a bit of a journey where i went down this massive rabbit hole. Um, if anyone knows me that's listening to this podcast, I'll know I'm a nerd. I'm the kind of person that reads everything on a topic as much as I can. So I have a, a pile of books about up to my chest and I've stacked them up. They come up to my chest <laughs> and I just work my way through these books trying to understand this whole mystery that, you know, for my whole life I just thought, like I said, people that were – involved with money are really clever but they're also a bit evil so I, I consider myself not a money person not smart enough but I guess the pain of that moment exceeded the pain of change and, and that propelled me down this pathway of learning and so I learned as much as I could around that and I realized that you know I was accumulating a lot of information and I was learning a lot about it and I was feeling a lot smarter but at one point I, I also realized my behavior hadn't changed that much you know, intellectually, I'd started to figure it out. Emotionally, I had not figured it out. So I realized I had to go down a different track and start learning about a different part of the money equation. Basically, I'd just been focusing on what I wanted, which was more control and more choice in my life and how money works. And I had completely been neglecting the me part of that equation mm. because there's three parts. There's money, there's me, and then there's a the result. So then I started thinking about, oh, What's the me part of that equation? How am I interacting with money that's creating my results here? 
And again, that sent me down on a completely different path. So there's a whole technical side of things and we know what we should do. I feel like it's a lot like fitness. Most people know you should eat healthy. Most people know (laughs) that you should be active and you should do it regularly, but not many people actually do it. And it's exactly the same with money. So for me, I was trying to delve into why, why, what's underneath this whole thing? And that really started to move the needle for me after that. And I understood some things. We talk about that model of psychology principles practice. You know, basically that's the model for our program. We'll talk about it a bit later. But what I learned was you can understand the principles and you can try the practices, but if you don't have the psychology, you will always self-sabotage yourself. So once I figured that out, things really did start to change for me to the point where I'd saved about 50K in somewhere between six and eight months. For me, previously, that had been possible for the last couple of years. I'd, I'd save some money and then it would go backwards. I'd save some money and it would go backwards. And it felt like I was always in this pattern. And uh, so I was pretty happy with myself at that point. And that was the point where you and I met, where mm. I'd actually started to accumulate a lot of savings. And intellectually, I knew that and I, I should be investing, but emotionally, I wasn't ready to do that yet. So I'd solved the emotional equation of saving, but I hadn't solved the emotional equation of investing. And so you and I went down a, a bit of a journey in, in that sense, and you exposed me to some ideas. Peter Thornhill, and we'll talk about this book a lot. We might even do a review on it, Motivated Money, once I understood yep how that whole thing works, how investing in Australia works, how to build a passive income stream. But once I understood that and started to, I started to become more emotionally okay with it. And the real sort of transformation for me was the first time I did get my dividend, I put my money to work, got it invested. And I realized, hey, I've actually just bought back a month and a half of my life. The way that works is I basically calculated my dividends, what I would receive for the year, that income coming to me from my money working for me, and it exceeded a month and a half worth of my expenses. And that was what allowed me to basically make the call to make a change. So Mm. I started putting myself through business school, um, started to learn a whole bunch of different skills in order to be able to make that move transition out and do something different with my life. So money for me is a massive liberator. It creates opportunity, creates change positive change and it was not always that way so I guess you and I come together at that point and we discussed you know the difference between those two sides right we talked about the intellectual side of money and the emotional side and how we could kind of marry that up and Mm. do something different would you agree yeah well my um, history and financial advice has told me you can give anybody the best plan in the world you can lay it out technically sound but who drives the plan is actually the most important part so Yes, you can say here's a roadmap to, to financial independence, but I think it was Jack Bogle said that the strategy is simple but not easy. Mm. So it doesn't matter how simple it is, actually implementing it and getting there is another story. It's not easy. And a part of what really brought us together is my understanding of the technical side of financial advice and your ability to dive into the psychology, what builds the beliefs, what focuses on the person and the behaviours that allows them to run that race. Yeah, I feel like the more I learned about myself, the more I realized, hey, all the skills I learned in support to help an elite athlete achieve their goal, all those skills apply. Yeah, they're all the same. So what I learned and what I understand about goals and achieving your goals is that your willpower sucks. It's depleted very quickly. And most people have this idea of people that are at the elite level of what they do, like athletes, and they think, oh, these people are just a superhuman beings, but they're actually not. What they do have is a stack of habits that they've automated over time that compounds to create the results they want. So Mm. we're really about how do we manufacture your environment in a way where you start to build these habits and again, stack them on top of each other, use that power of compounding to create the result. We're obsessed by that. 
we know that it's not about achieving the financial goal. It's about building the habits because I could give you the million dollars that would set you financially free, but if you don't acquire the habits, that money is going to be frittered away and you're not going to be financially free. What we want is we want to build the habits that get to that goal because that is the only way to sustain that success. So I feel like that's what we're about. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. And that's why I wanted you to share your story because seeing the transformation from when I first met you a couple of years ago, I think you were so far down the path already, but it was just that final step to really piece it all together. Yeah. That transformation, anybody can have that if they set their mind to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was the kind of person that would step out of a money conversation. So you'd start talking about it and I would say the predictable things like, nah, I'm just not a money guy. Not into that. Don't really care about any of that. I reckon I just should just do my job really well and everything will take care of itself. Yeah. And what I've learned since then is that's a defense mechanism for fear. Yeah. And the way you feel about money matters way more than what you think about it. And it's overcoming that emotional discomfort with money that actually is the key because then you can start to think clearly. Then you can make really good sound decisions and things start to snowball after that. So if you're wondering what this podcast is going to be about, yes, it's about fire. Yes, it's about building your wealth. We're going to talk about all those technical things, but, but what you're probably not going to hear on those other podcasts, what we'll cover here is, okay, well, why aren't you doing it? What's in the way? And how do you get around that? How do you overcome your own limitations that you've got along the way? How do we get through these cultural narratives that actually constrain and constrict our freedom? I really want to make sure we cover that as well. Yeah, definitely. I think there's so many people that are at that tipping point that you talked about, stepping into a room, knowing that other people are making decisions about your future, your fate. Yeah. That's a very uncomfortable place to be in, that uncertainty. Yes. And this podcast, yeah, is largely about making the financial decisions, is personal finance, but also the personal development to get to the point where you are well-equipped to make that decision. You know, I'm taking back my time taking back control of what's happening around me yeah to be able to make decisions like you did yeah to step out and say this isn't for me maybe this is for me i reckon it's the ultimate personal development honestly mm. because money's a mirror the way you use money tells you a lot about how you're feeling yep who you think you are what you think money's about what you think the world's about and the more i've learned about the money side of things the more i actually think money is one of the best ideas we've ever had yep when we talk about it a lot when we talk to our members in our program, but money is the story that the whole world agrees on. Mm. I think you'll hear that a lot from us. It's the only story the whole world agrees on. And if you understand how money works, you know how the world works. And if you don't, you're basically stuck in the matrix. And so I feel like this is a lot about breaking out of the matrix, getting to a place where you know what's really going on and you decide what role you want to play in it and what kind of life you want to build. And I think the key thing about us too is that we don't proclaim to be experts. Mm. We're on the journey and we're just learning as we go. And we just like to talk about it. And what better way to just record our conversation? I think it'd be really interesting to look back in another two or three years about the conversations we're having now and go, because we're never done. We're never going to be done. No. And then think about, well, that's what we were talking about then. What are we going to be talking about in another two or three years? How far have we come in that sense? I'm excited by that. The yes. destination is one thing for me. It's not about retiring. It is about the idea though, that I can wake up and choose. Yep. I think it's addictive too, yep. learning more about this because yep. the idea that you hold about where you want to be in the future is self-reliance. Yep. How do we get to self-reliance? That decision to wake up in the morning and say, 
I'm going to do what I want to do today yep. because uh, it, it makes me think about the, the Stanford commencement speech that Steve Jobs did when he got cancer. And I guess he knew he had a bit of an expiration date. I can't remember exactly what the question was that he asked himself, but it was along the lines of, if today was my last day, what do I want to be doing what I'm about to do? Spot on. That's it. Hold true from growing up. We need to work to earn an income to survive. I ask myself that one most days. Yeah. And we probably don't give ourselves the opportunity to ask that question yeah. because of so many beliefs. So it's breaking down those narratives that you talked about to sort of really set your mind free in a way. And we talk about with our members, you know, bringing more brain power to the problems yeah. Yeah. because when we're making decisions for ourselves, you know, we bring out all the emotion that's associated with money from our upbringings. So being able to bring some more brain power to the, the financial decisions to really be a little bit more objective in nature when making decisions as opposed to being a little bit to the windows to the wall with the emotional side of money. You'll hear us reference Cashflow Co. and we talk about our members. And just to explain what that is, that's the personal finance program we've developed. And I guess the reason we developed it is we got so passionate about this stuff. We wanted to help other people as well because we like that idea. I think it's Zig Ziglar's idea is like the way to get what you want is to help other people get what they want. Yeah. And for us, it's about impact. How much impact can we have? I know that it's completely changed my life to understand this stuff. Completely. My wife, our relationship, to be on the same page, to be aligned, to have clear goals that you're working on. People talk about building a life together. I don't know how you can have that conversation without money being a part of it. Mm. And- for us, I think this program is it's, it's, it's helping other people while we help ourselves along the way. And the other thing we discussed before we started podcasting, putting content out and things was that we just didn't want to hold anything back. We'll talk about the program and things like that, but we'll give you guys everything from the program. Yep. We'll give you all the information and you can do whatever you will with it. Yeah. The other thing I love about it that I'm starting to hear consistently from members in the program is that it actually gives them a ticket to dream because people hold the idea that we can't retire for another 40, 50 years. Yeah. We're never going to have that level of control. So hopefully this podcast helps people realize that these things are achievable much sooner than previously thought. Yep. And we want to unlock that new world of potential for people so that they can really set out on that journey sooner rather than later and start taking a good grasp on it. Yeah, it's probably the reason we can do the podcast. It's the major sponsor. So <laughs> talk about it. You'll see it on the front cover. We just wanted to answer that question. What's the cash flow code? What are you guys talking about when you talk about your members? Yeah. And so the real key for us is we're trying to share these stories. We're on the journey. We're on the journey ourselves. We're on the journey with our members. We want to share these stories so that you listening at home, whoever you are, the two or three people that might have described, um, <laughs> you can get just as much value, even though we may never have met. Because I'm annoyed and frustrated and angry that none of this stuff was ever taught to me when I was a kid. It was never taught to anybody. Yeah. I cannot fathom why this would not be a core topic. And you think, think about the logic of it, right? So you're going to go through school, you're going to learn how the universe works, how that all that started. You're going to learn algebra, you're going to learn all these things. And then when you leave school and you go to work, you're going to handle this thing every day. It's called money. And we're going to assume that you know how to use that. <laughs> and to me, it has to be a conspiracy. I don't understand why with waters be absolutely layer by layer helping our people master this stuff over time. They just wanted you on the factory floor. Oh, they wanted you on the factory floor. Oh, no. Don't get me started on the conspiracy. We, we might become school teachers at this rate. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think young. that's the perverted sort of payoff for us, I think, is I want to help more people avoid 
the time I wasted not figuring this stuff out. Yeah. And I've got kids now and I don't want them to grow up in a world where the first time they think about money is when they don't have any of it and they've never been taught about it. Oh, we've all had that feeling too. Yeah. It's not something that you want to pass on to anyone. So that's exactly as you said. We want to bring together what we've both learned from our own careers and also what we've learned together on this topic in particular yeah. so that you've got really good tactics, really good things that you can take away to think about. Really actionable information yeah. that we're going to try to provide, really tangible tools wherever possible. Obviously, we've got the business to run, but if we talk about a concept, we'll try to give you guys worksheets and things that you guys can work with yeah. at home so that you can be putting this stuff into practice, applying it. Because the truth is information without action is useless. Yep. The only way to acquire wisdom is to translate information into action. Yep. So if you are going to subscribe, and I hope you really do, really encourage you to try this stuff. You're going to have a lot of narratives pop up in your head like, oh, surely that's not going to work. Why would I do that? And ask yourself, whose voice is that? Where'd that voice come from? And then just create enough healthy doubt to try something first. For me, that was the key. You just, you got to get over those ideas, start looking at the evidence from application. It's just like anything else, what you put in, you'll get out. Yep. If you go to the gym and do a hundred reps on the chest press, yep. exactly. <laughs> you might end up with a bigger chest. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the other thing is also we're always with people talking about this. So we're evolving and, and as we have stories from people that we work with, we'll look to share that with you because I think bringing together the collective wisdom of learning from the growing community that we have is going to be crucial for people to be able to resonate with stories and then see how they overcome those same obstacles. Yeah, that's the other thing to to note is that from time to time, we've spoken to a few of our members and I I think they're pretty keen to come on and share their stories as well. So it's not just going to be here, look at this, do this. It's also going to be a little bit of inspiration around here. Listen to this person's experience. If you can identify, it's very likely that you can achieve the same results. And getting experts in their fields on the podcast at some point too, once we've got a little bit of leverage and power. Yeah. So share the podcast as much as you can, because once we've got a, a strong following, we'll be calling on some of the best around the world. I think Peter Thornhill's on that list. So Pete, if you're uh, listening, <laughs> we're coming we're for you. We're coming for you, Pete. Mr. Money Mustache <laughs> from the States, we're, we're coming, coming for you, you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, hopefully you'll get lots out of this podcast and a good place to start is probably listen to another few of our podcasts that we'll have up on the website too and um, our blog as well. Terry, you like to curate your thoughts really well into different blog posts. There's lots of value and insights in those. So dig in. Yeah. So head over, look at that. Subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to our mailing list there. You can start the conversation with us come on the journey and join our community. Hey, before you take off, I'd love to ask you something. Are you getting value from our content? If you are, and you'd love to show us your appreciation, there are three simple ways you can do it. Number one, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Number two, rate and review. And number three, share this episode with someone you know who'll get value from it. Now, these might feel like small gestures for you, but they're actually big levers for us. By doing this, you'll allow us to continue bringing you world-class guests, create more content that's relevant for you, and reach more legends just like you. So if you're the kind of person who loves to give value for value, just choose one or all of those actions. Subscribe, rate and review, or share this episode. Many thanks in advance.